We begin, we begin to the sixth Perek of the Sechta Nedarim, Daf Mem Tesamar Aleph, at the Mishnah, at the beginning of the Yomad. So this Mishnah is going to discuss the language that a person uses in a Nedar, and based on exactly the language that he said, we'll understand what is included in the Nedar and what's not included. A person says, he makes a nether, not to have a nor from anything which is mevushal, something which was cooked. That's the expression mevushal. Mevushal means the action of cooking it. So so he's still allowed to eat something which was roasted, and something which is shaluk. There's, there's a machloik in the what shaluk means. Some say shaluk means something which is very, very well cooked, which is not included in regular cooking. And the Ran actually says the opposite, that if it was very well cooked, it is included in the expression of cooking. But it means, shalak means something which is extremely lightly cooked. It's not properly cooked. Omar, however, if the Lashon in his nether was different, kainam tafshil she'eni tayim. His nether is the object. He's referring to the object itself. The, the, the cooked food, I will not taste. So before mevushal refers to the act of going and cooking it. So that's much more specific. But when you say tafshil, so you really mean something that was raw and you cooked it and now it's fit for eating. So that includes more. So aser rach. You will not be allowed to eat any maisekedere, anything that's cooked in a pot which is soft. Soft or more liquidy. And the reason is, as the Gemara will explain, because this lotion, at least in the times of the Gemara, refers specifically to something that a person eats together with bread. When he has a meal, so he has the bread, then together with the bread, he eats something that's cooked to, to go along with it. Okay. So that's rach, that's something which is soft. Okay. And he will be allowed to eat something which is cooked, which is more thicker. Like, for, for example, let's say a person has a thick oatmeal or a thick porridge. It's not something that you eat together with bread. So that will be allowed. Umutter be He'll be allowed to eat this be- egg, which is called Beitzah Termutah. The Gemara will explain what this is. This is an egg which is cooked many, many times, and uh, it's not eaten together with bread. That's the point there. Mm-hmm. And a dalas, which is a squash, a certain kind of a squash, which the Gemara will also explain, that's not eaten together with uh, bread. A gourd, okay, or if you want to, it's, it's a gourd, okay. The third lotion of a nether is a person makes a nether that he's not going to eat something which is prepared in a pot. So here he's not using the lotion of tafshel, but he's using the lotion of So what does this mean? So then he's only going to be also from something that's boiled in a pot. And the, the Ran here gives a bunch of different examples of things that are boiled in a pot, which is, for example, the, the different grits from all kinds of grains that a person boils and makes out of it, uh, like an oatmeal or farina or, or, or porridges, all these. That, that's what this refers to. Mm-hmm. A person says his nether is from things that are being going down or being placed into a pot. And so he doesn't even use the term maisekedeta. Maisekedeta specifically refers to things that are being boiled in the pot. But hayyedelikedeta, heat it up in the pot, shainitayan, that he won't taste from it. So asa b'chal amizbashlim b'kedeta. So then he won't be allowed to eat anything that's cooked in a pot, whether it's soft, whether it's, it's thicker, whether it's eaten with bread, whether it's not eaten with bread. So the limitations that applies to the other expressions that we mentioned before doesn't apply when he uses this more broader term, yoyed l'kdeir, anything that goes into the pot. So if something goes into a pot and I don't put it into the pot, because of this nether, but I, right now, I bake it now, 
right? So, so according to what, so according to what the Gemara said before, uh, sorry, the Mishnah here said, when he says the term tafshil, so it said it has to be something which is soft, not something which is thick, because it has to be something which you eat together with bread, but it could be something which is roasted or baked as well, but usually something which is roasted or baked is not, is gonna be so, it's not going to be soft, but as, as long as it's something which is going to be eaten in a meal together with bread, so then it's going to be oser. That's in that lotion. But uh, in the lotion of Maisekadeira, no, it will not include something which is baked yeah. and so on, because that's something that's not in the pot. But okay. it's the ingredients. No, not, no, I don't know if it says no. ingredients. No, why? It, uh, still, it has to be something in a pot, but it doesn't matter if it's soft or it's, if it's liquidy or if it's uh, uh, thicker. Gemara brings a b'raise of a Tana that argues with what it said in the Mishnah. Tanya and a b'raise we learned. Rabbi Yeshia, Oyser. Rabbi Yeshia says, going back to the first case of the Mishnah, he said mevushal. So mevushal means specifically the act of cooking, which excludes roasting or anything that's not cooking. But Rabbi Yeshia says, Rabbi Yeshia that it says, no, it's going to be oser to eat even if it was roasted as well. And he says, even though I don't have a proof that the term cooking includes also roasting, but there is a zeichel. You can bring the, at least some, some, uh, somewhat of a proof from the pasuk where it says, "By the carbon pesach sheinema vayevashlu ha pesach beish kemishpat." They cooked the pesach as the halacha is, and what's the halacha by the pesach? It's not actually cooked; it's actually roasted. And the pasuk refers to the roasting as cooking. Says the Gemara, shall we say, that the machlokes say between Rabbi Yeshi and the Tan of the Mishnah is the following machlokes. Rabbi Yeshi says, anytime you want to understand what a person meant in his nether, follow the language that Tater uses. And that's how we would determine what he meant. But the Tan of Dilan the Tan of our Mishnah says, no, the Benedotim, by a nether, it doesn't matter how things are termed in the Tater, what matters is the Lashon, the way people speak, and that will tell you what a person was really thinking when he made the nether. So over here as well, do we take the Raya from the Lashon of the Pasik, via Vashlu, or not? So the Gemara answer is, that's not their argument. Everybody agrees, by Nedarim, you follow what a person was, the Lashon of people, the way they speak, that determines what a person is thinking. But Mark Yasrei or Mark Yasrei. The Tan of the Mishnah is saying, according to the Minig in his place, that things that are cooked and things that are roasted were not referred to together. Or Mark Yasrei and, and Rabbi Yeshia in his place, even things that were roasted were referred to as something which is cooked. Roasted is roasted and cooked is cooked. In the place of Rabbi Yeshia, I it sleek, cut Something that was roasted was also referred to as something which was cooked. How could you say, this is the Pshat in Rabbi Yeshia. Rabbi Yeshia agrees that you follow the way people speak. But he brings a, a Pasik to prove his point. So you see that he is basing the fact that Sli is called Mavushal on the Pasik. And says the Gemara, Asmach the Balma. He brought that Pasik, but that's just uh, to rely that you find such an idea in the Pasik. If you would not find such an idea in the Pasik at all, then if there's a meaning in a place that people use a, an expression of something that has no connection to it, so then not always you follow Lashem B'nai Adam. If it's something which is mamish, <coughs> ridiculous, that people, really it's not understood in the actual words, you can't follow Lashem B'nai Adam at Kedekach. But if you find in the Lashon of the Pasuk, Vayevashlul, regarding Tzli, so therefore we can rely on that and say that if in a place the minig is that they include roasting and bishul, so it's, it's Asr as well. The next Mishnah then said, Kainim Tafshul. So what does Tafshul mean? Only something which is soft, not something which is thick. I think what asks on this, 
Why does it make a difference if it's soft or if it's thick? He says, I will not eat something which was cooked in the cooked in a pot, so it should include anything, thick or soft. Rabbi answers, Hi Tane, what this Tane is telling you is, whatever is eaten together with bread, that's what's called a tafshul. A tafshul is that cooked food that comes along within a suda with bread. Something which is thick, like a thick, a thick oatmeal, you don't eat that together with bread, so therefore that's not called a tafshul. And we can see this from what we learned in the Braise. The Braise says, You may not eat any kinds of tafshul. Cook things that are cooked in a pot. You also asked it to eat something which is roasted, because here it didn't say hamivushal, which means the act of cooking, but tafshul, so that it does include sli. Which is either well cooked or very lightly cooked. Things that you cooked in the pot. And you're also not allowed to eat hitriyais rakis, which are small gourds or small squashes. People that are sick, so they eat these hitriyais, these small squashes, together with their bread. So what do you see over here? The Braise concludes and says, that the sick people eat it together with bread, even though usually people don't necessarily eat these hitriyais together with bread, but since sick people eat it together with bread, so it's considered to be a cooked food that goes along with bread. So you see in this Braise that the Lashon of Tafshul refers to cooked food that's eaten in a meal with bread. But the Gemara now asks on a side point that was brought up here in this Braise. What did it say here? These hitriyais, which is the squash, is good for sick people. Any is this true? Rabbi Yirmiya, when he was sick, a doctor came to his house to heal him. He saw gourds or squash that was in his house. Shaf gave enough, he left them and he left and he went out of the house. Omar he said, Malach Moisa This individual has the Malach Amavis in his house. In other words, he was referring to this squash, these gores, that it's something which is so harmful for a person to eat and for sure a person that's not well. And I should go in to heal him. to heal him. So we see here that eating these squashes is actually not good for a person that's sick. How does the Braises say that these hitriyas, rakis, these small squashes, these the people that are sick eat them? So the Gemara gives a few answers to this. Like kashi, it's not a question. If it's soft, so then it's good for a person to eat with bread when he's sick. When they're hard, it's not good to eat. Rav Barula says, there is the squash the, the, the itself and the external part of it. There's inside. There's what's inside of it, which is actually the, the inside of the squash is beneficial. said, The inside of this squash, together with beets, or the inside of flax, together with kutcha, which is this uh, kind of a sauce, the, a milky sauce that they made, used to make in Bavel. So these things are, are good to eat. And he adds, Don't tell the Amaratzim about this, this inside of the flax that's good, that's beneficial to eat, because these Amaratzim may then go and grab away flax and steal it and take it for themselves. Rav said, Man chaylin Rabbanon. When it says over here, the sick people, that for them... It's good to eat uh, it, uh, the chaylen that we're speaking about before. Who, who is the chaylen that we're talking about? We're talking about the Rabbanon, the ones that uh, learn Taita. So for them, because they're learning Taita day and night, so they become sick. Yeah, so that, that, that's the one that it said before, that it's uh, beneficial. beneficial for them to eat from, these, uh, from, from the, the gourds or the, 
the squashes. We're not talking about stam sick people. We're talking specifically about the rabbanon that are sick. Rabbi the taimei, they're shvach. They're 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 weak, right? People that are weak because of the Torah that they learn all the time. Rabbi the taimei, and this is something that Rabbi said in another place. The Omar Rabbi Rabbi said, "Keman matzlinon al ketsiri val merei." Rabbi was speaking about this that every day of the year we always daven for people that are ketsiri and people that are merei. What is ketsiri and merei? So it's, it's two different things. Ketsiri is people that are really sick. Miri means people that are weak. And that is because of their learning Taita all day, they become weak. So now what was Rabbi talking about when he said this? Okay, so he says, We daven like Rabbi Yaisi. This is a Gemara we learned in Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara they brings the Machlaikis between the Rabbanon and Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbanon say that a person is judged once a year, Rosh Hashanah. And from Rosh Hashanah it's established everything will have the entire year. So therefore the Gemara there says, according to Rabbanon, there's no reason to daven during the year if a person is not well because everything was already established in Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Yaisi, however, says that you can daven every day of the year because the person is being judged. And so, so that's what Rabbi was saying. Rabbi was saying that we daven. This that we daven for people that are sick and people that are weak, it's according to Rabbi Yaisi. So the fact that Rava, when he spoke about this, he used two different expressions, Ketsiri and Miri, so we see from this Ketsiri is Ketsiri Mamish. Ketsiri means people that are actually sick. And the Rani says the word Ketsiri means Meloshim Kotzer, that their life is shortened and the whole quality of their life as well is shortened. People that are sick. Miri is Rabbanon. Miri means people that are weak, referring to people that learn Teireh. Okay, just uh, as a side note to explain what it says here regarding this uh, not to daven every day according to the opinion of the Rabbanon. So it, the Gemara there in Rosh Hashanah actually has an additional discussion about it. In a few places the Gemara speaks about it. And the Gemara there says that even according to the Rabbanon, a person could daven every day because a person that, that screams out to the Ebishter, if it's a tzaik, if you really daven properly, then the Ebishter will always answer your tefillis even though a person was already judged in the beginning of the year in Rosh Hashanah. Going back to Ratzad in the Mishnah, Umutu Ba'ova. That it's, it's mutter for a person to eat the thick foods because it's not eaten together with bread. So it's not part of the lotion of tafshil that he said in his nether. It says the Gemara must nisan the loy kebav loy. What it says in our Mishnah is not like the custom of the people in Bavel. Because Rabzeira said about the people in Bavel, Bavloi tipshoi. The Bavloim are fools. The achli lachma belachma. They eat bread together with bread. What does it mean to eat bread together with bread? They would eat bread together with the bread. They would eat uh, a thick oatmeal. Usually, even though it doesn't usually go together, it's like uh, the bread is from the grain, and the, this also is grain, and this, that's cooked and made thick, similar to bread, but they would already eat bread together with bread. So therefore, in our Mishnah that it says it was thick, is not eaten together with bread, is not like the minig of the Bavliyam. Om Rav said, The Mashal Nagdani. A person that will ask, these Nagdani Duhutzel. What does Nagdani Duhutzel mean? So, uh, one shot, according to the Gerson argument, Nakdoni means those people that are very particular in Hutzel. There's another shot that it doesn't say Nakdoni, but it says Nakroni. Nakroni means, means people that are very clean in, in, in Hutzel. Hadein Daisa. So, this, this Daisa, this porridge that we're talking about over here, that uh, they eat in Bavel and they eat it together with bread. Heichan Maile Lemechle. What's the best way to eat it together with bread? Dechiti, Balachma Dechiti. The porridge that's made from the grits of wheat to eat together with bread that's made from wheat, or udesare belachma desare, and the the porridge that's made from barley to eat it together with bread that's made from barley, 
or maybe that you do it in the reverse. The chiti b'desari or the sari b'dechiti. If you're making a porridge from from wheat, so then you eat it together with bread that's made from barley. And if you're making the porridge from barley, so you eat it together with porridge that's made from wheat. So how, how did what, what was their mini? What was the best way to eat this? Okay, rave achle b'chasisi. Rave, so he would eat the bread together with chasisi, which is made from kernels of wheat that was uh, roasted and then made into a flour. It's a different type of a porridge. That's how Rava would eat to get his bread together with this type of uh, porridge. Rabbi Baravone Ashkechel Ravone, the Kaochel Daise Betzboase. Rabbi Baravone sees his father, it seems like, right? Ravone, that he's eating the Daise with his fingers. So he says to his father, Amai Kaochel Mar Biyode. So why are you eating with your hands? <laughs> Not with a, with a spoon, like a mensch. <laughs> this is what Rav said. When you eat this porridge to get with your fingers, it has a better taste. <laughs> if you eat with one finger, it has a good taste. For sure, if you eat with two fingers, it has an even better taste. <laughs> if you eat with three fingers, it has an even better taste. <laughs> so he wants to eat it to get the full taste of the food. Interesting. Amalei Rav l'chiyeh b'rei. Rav said to his son chiyeh, v'chein Amalei Rav Huna l'rabe b'rei. And Rav Huna said to his son Rabe, m'zamna l'ach l'mechel daise, if you're being invited to eat porridge, daise, different kinds of uh, these cereals, so at parse, you should go even for a parse to, to join and to eat. L'mechel bisre, if you're being, the tura, if you're being invited to eat the meat from an ox, at loss a parse. So you should travel even three parse to go and eat this meat of the ox. Amalei Rav l'chiyeh b'rei. Rav said to his son, chiyeh v'chein amalei Rav Huna l'rabe b'rei. Rav Huna said to Rabbi his son. Huh? It means the Pashat B'gashmi is the benefit of these foods. How far should you be ready to go to get the benefit of these foods? But I'm sure, like all Gemaras of Agadata, this has ruchni ziginyanim. If someone invites you to get this da, we learned today in the Maimach, see this this morning, we're learning about the lechem of Teireh, the yayin of Teireh, there's the bastard of Teireh. It's all also ruchni things. Call me doam loitifloit kamei rabach. If you have, if you're eating food and there's saliva in your mouth, so do not spit out any of the saliva in front of your teacher. It's it's uh, not tercheretz lebar min kro v'daisa. Besides the saliva that forms in your mouth after you eat kro, which is this the, the, this uh, gourd or squash or daisa, these these various different porridges that you eat. Shehein daimin lepsilte shel avar, because this is like a wick of of lead. That's in your mouth that if you swallow it, it's dangerous for you. <coughs> and this lashon of silt shal avar is actually taken from what's used when you, when you give someone the chiyuv of misa sreife, so he would swallow a, a very hot uh, wick of uh, lead. <coughs> so this is something you're not allowed to swallow. It's dangerous for you, so this you're going to have to spit out even if you're in front of your teacher. Even if you're in front of the king shavar, you're going to have to spit this out as well because it's dangerous. Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Yehuda were eating together from the same dish. They were eating a porridge from the same dish. One of them was eating this porridge with his fingers. And another one was eating with a hutza. How do they translate hutza there? A piece of bark. He didn't have a proper spoon, so he was using a piece from the bark of a tree to eat with it. So the one that was eating with the bark of the tree said to the one that was eating with his fingers, Until when are you going to give me to eat from the dirt of your fingers? Your fingers, the fingernails, has dirt in it, so you're sticking your fingers into the dish here, and I'm going to have to eat from this, so you're putting your dirt in here. 
and 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 the other one was was eating with this uh, bark from the tree. So the one that was eating with this bark said to the one that's eating with his fingers. No, sorry, I went up a line. Uh, did I? Did I? Huh? Am I? Am I good? <coughs> okay, sorry. The one that was eating with his fingers said to the one that was eating with the bark of the tree, you're, you're taking this bark and you're putting it into the food, putting it into your mouth, and then putting it right back into the, into the food. So until when are you going to eat, give me to eat from your, from your spit, from your mouth? It's going back into the dish. Apparently the one that eats with his fingers... Was, was waiting until his, uh, he didn't put Mamish's fingers into his mouth, or maybe he, he waited until it was dried off from his spit before he put it back into the food. But the other one would put the bark into his mouth, and then the spit would go right back into the food. <coughs> okay, this is the story of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaisi. As we'll see here in the continuation of the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda was very, very poor. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, Kamayu Blusfin, or others are great as Blufsin. They brought in front of them a type of figs which is not a regular figs and it's not so good to eat. So Rabbi Yudah Achel, Rabbi Yudah ate them. Rabbi Shimon Loyachel. Rabbi Shimon did not eat these figs. Amal Rabbi Yudah says, Rabbi Shimon, my time Allah Mar, why aren't you eating from these figs? Amal Rabbi Shimon, because Elu En Yetzim Ibnei Mayim Kolikeh. You eat these figs, it remains there in your intestines, in, in your stomach, it remains, it doesn't go out. So it doesn't go through the system well. says, on the contrary, that's why I'm eating them. I can eat them today, and I have them in my body, and it still gives me, I'm still full with it even tomorrow. Like I said, we'll see soon, Rabbi Yudah was very poor, so I wanted to eat these foods that remains in his body longer. Rabbi Yudah Yosef Kameh He was sitting in front of Rabbi Tarfin. Rabbi Tarfin said to him, Your face today is shining. Why is your face shining? So he says to him, Yesterday your servants went out into the field, and they brought us tradin, which are beets, and we ate them. We had what to eat, even without salt, but we had what to eat. If you would eat them with salt, most definitely our face would shine even more. So he answered the So the Mufarshim say, you'll see in continuation of the Gemara, that there's others that asked Rabbi Yudah about his shining face. And really, the reason his face was shining was from the Torah that he learned. That's the real reason. So when he gave this answer to Rabtarfin, he didn't really give him the right answer. He, he didn't want, he was an on-off, so he gave him this answer. But, but really, as we'll see, Rabbi Yudah was very poor, so this, therefore he said this. There was this Matronisa, this, this uh, prominent woman, this, this, or she's a noble woman, that said to Rabbi Yehuda, are you teaching, are you paskening halachas while you are intoxicated? She saw his face was shining, mamish like red, like someone that drank wine and is intoxicated. She wanted to know what's going on. Omar Allah, so he answered her, Heim Nusa, I can swear that biyada da hi itse, in your life, in your hand, the hands of this woman, of this noble woman, Ita when do I drink wine? El avdalta, only for Kiddush and and v'arbekosi de pischa, and only for the dal kaisis for Pesach. And not only that, after drinking the Dalat Kaisis, I have to have this special belt to hold my, hold my, 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 my body up from Pesach all the way till Shavuos. This the Gemara brings this in Mesech Psachim about Rabbi Yehuda, to what extent a person should push himself to drink the Dalat Kaisis, even if you have this kind of a pain. Dalat Rebbe brings it in Shulchan Aruch as well. So then why is it that his face is shining? Ella, 
So the Gemara says, or others say, that actually the Behudah himself said this, Chachmas Adam Toipanov. It's the wisdom of the Teireh that's on his face that's, that you see shining. He learned Teireh with such a Gishmak that you pushed it so his face was red and shining from his learning Teireh. Third story the Gemara says about the shining face of Rabbi Yudah, Amalei Tzedeki There was this Tzedeki that said to Rabbi Yudah, Panecha Daimin, your face is shining. And it, it, it's compared to either Ikem Malvei Rebis, like these people that lend money on interest, Ikem Megadle Chazirin, or people that are breeding uh, pigs. Uh, these two examples, pig farmers. These are examples of people that earn money very easily. And therefore, their face is always shining. So this tzedeki, he, he saw Rabbi Yehuda's face shining, so he, he, know, he knows what he does. So he, so he was thinking that Rabbi Yehuda, he sees in Rabbi Yehuda what he sees in himself. So he says, why is he, is he, this is what it is, this is what you do, that's why your face is so shining and happy. Amalei, so he answered him, Bi I could swear in the name of the Yidin, that he says, Allah Shana Vashvua, Tarvayu Asirin. Sorry, I'm a second, I'm making a mistake. Is Yehudai Allah Shana Vashvua? Maybe not. Bi Tarvayu Asirin. For Yidin, both of these things that you mentioned here, whether interest or whether the chazerim, they're aser. So this is not what it is. Ella, why is my face shining? Esrim varbo beisa kisei ismen beisa adbei medrasha. When I go from my house to the shul, so there are 24 beisa kiseis, there's lavatories on the way where I could stop off to relieve myself. And the chol shav shani nichnes chalechad vechad. And I always enter, every time on the way, I enter to relieve myself. And therefore, I never have any issues. So my face is shining. So again, like I mentioned before, Mufarshim say this is not the real reason why his face was shining. He just gave this silly answer to this tzedaki, but the real reason is what the Gemara said before, Chachmas Adam Tarponov. The Gemara brings another story here about Rabbi Yehudi. He was so poor. Rabbi Yehudi kat asla be med rasha. When Rabbi Yehudi came to the base medrash, shakal gulfa al kasve. So he carried with him this barrel on his shoulder. Omar, he said, Great is work that it gives honor to the one that works. Personally, so even though a person like him, he was such a great Tana, and, and he, he was carrying his own chair, so to speak, to come with him to Bismedish, to be able to sit down, work gives honor to the person that works. <coughs> Similar, Rab Shimon took a basket on his, on his shoulders. He brought it to sit down. Great is work that gives honor to the one that does this work. The bishu de Rabbi Yudah, the wife of Rabbi Yudah, Nafkes, she went out, Naktes Amra, she took, she got uh, Amra, which is um, flax, a uh, wool, sorry, sorry, wool, correct, of the Glime de Hotfi. And she made some kind of a cloak, some, some kind of a garment with this. Uh, it's, it's, the Hotfi means something which is um, thicker, something which is um, a cloak, a thicker cloak that she made with this. Katnafkes Lushuke Machasyebe. When she would go out into the marketplace, she would cover herself with it. And when Rabbi Yudah would go out to Davin Matsli, he would use the same cloak and cover himself with it. The when he covered himself with this, so this was something that was so special for him that have a he made a bracha, shatani meil. He thanked the Abishad that gave him this thick coat, even though it wasn't such a special cloak, but because so, Rabbi Yudah was so poor, the fact that he had this. So he made, he made a special bracha. I don't know if it means he made a bracha b'shem or malchus, but he, he, th- he thanked Abishra for the special coat that he had. The Mepharshim also said, another chilish you see from our Gemara is, even though usually there's an Isra of Leisilbash for a man to use a woman's cloak, but nevertheless, apparently this was a kind of cloak that they were so poor, it wasn't designated not for a man, not for a woman. And the wife and the husband, they, they, Rabbi Yudah and his wife, they, they shared the same cloak. Zimnachadeh. 
Yes, yeah, something valuable. Okay. Zimno Chada one time, Gazer Abshimim ben Gamliel, Tanise. Abshimim Gamliel was Gazer. He decreed that everyone should come and fast and come to Davin. So Rabbi Yudu Leyasal Abbeit Tanise. Rabbi Yudu didn't show up to this davening to, by the fast. Amrin Lei. So they said to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, you know why Rabbi Yudu is not coming? Lei Islei Kisuya. He doesn't have any clothing to properly cover himself to come to Shul. So Shada Lei Glima. So Rabbi Shimon Gamliel sent uh, people to bring him a, a cloak to wear to come. Lei Kibble. He didn't want to accept it. He want to take anything from anyone. What happened? Dalit Sifse. Rabbi Yudu was sitting there in his house. He picked up a mat that was there on the ground, and and he said to those shluchim that came to give him this cloak to come to shul, chazi mai ike. Look what there's here. When when they picked up this cloak, there was a bunch of gold coins that was there, and he said, look, even though all these coins are here, miu lenicheli de ishani alma. But nevertheless, I don't want to have ano from anything in this world. So therefore, Abishim Gamliel sent me this cloak. I'm poor, but I don't want to take it. I don't want to have anything I know from this world. That was Rabbi Yehuda. It's interesting that Rabbi brings in one place that even though we find over here that Rabbi Yehuda was poor to such a great extent, he had mamish nothing, didn't have what to wear. But the Gemara in Shabbos says that Rabbi Yehuda was appointed by the king. He was called the Hakim of the Yudoi. He was the, the smart one from all the Yidin and he had got a lot of special coverage from the kings in his time. Very interesting.